This is True Parenting Audio, episode 62. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Hey everybody, welcome back to True Parenting Audio, and today I'm going to be talking with you about some alcoholism research that can actually help you parent smarter. You may be asking yourself right now, how in the world is alcoholism research going to help me be a better parent? Well, don't worry, I'm going to tell you. In the 1970s and 80s, there was a research duo with the name of Dr. Carlo C. Di Clemente, and Dr. J.O. Prochaska. These alcoholism researchers observed and studied how alcoholics, smokers, and other addicts were able to change their habits or addictions. They found some really important things about human motivation and how people, and even kids, make and maintain positive changes. So your child isn't an alcoholic. That's okay. This should be helpful anyway because, after all, you and your child have things you would like to change, and this research is really less about alcohol and more about how humans change and improve. Chances are that your child has some behavioral habits or patterns that need to change. And sometimes it can seem almost impossible to break through and help them achieve those positive changes. We often try and try to teach our children what to do to change, but the teaching seems to fall flat. They either disregard it altogether or can't seem to apply it. Why is that? And more importantly, how do we help them move towards the positive changes that we know they're capable of? Dr. Di Clemente and Prochaska presented an insightful model of the stages of change. In today's podcast, I'm going to share with you each of these stages, what they mean, and how those stages look in our kids. And finally, what you can do to help your child move through the stages of change and on to the next to promote positive, healthy change throughout their lives. So let's jump right into the stages. The first stage is pre-contemplation. At this stage of change, they're unaware of a problem or have no intent to change whatsoever. So in our kids, this is the I'm not ready stage. This is your child's, huh? What? I'm not listening, I'm not listening stage. During this stage, kids either don't know what they're doing is a problem or they're in complete denial that it is a problem. 
They're not interested in supposed solutions in any way whatsoever. This can be one of the most frustrating stages for parents. And it's here that we often act most forcefully and emotionally. Our first inclination is to punish, induce fear, or force them. These tactics are the opposite of what's most helpful in this stage. Demands, threats, and punishments at this point, or really at any point, often cause a child to dig their heels in and resist us. So how do we move forward? The secret at this stage is to build trust, empathy, connection, understanding, and to utilize more indirect kinds of teaching and questions. I often refer to this as a backdoor approach. I'm not implying that we're being sneaky or manipulative. We're coming in a door. We're coming in the door of our children's minds and hearts. We're just refraining from coming through the front door with guns blazing and making demands. Instead, we come through the back door bringing cookies. It can be helpful to spend time and ask questions like, what's going well for us? What could use some work, do you think? What would you like to see change or go better in our household? Could I share some things with you that I think would help you and me? That doesn't mean that when our kids are in this stage of I'm not ready, that we don't follow through with the natural consequences of their actions or allow them to experience those consequences. But it does mean, however, that the secret to moving on to and ultimately changing the behavior in this stage is more likely achieved by teaching during playtime, kind dinner conversations, reading books together, asking questions and discussing differences in your perception and her perception of the situation. People, kids being people too, move through the pre-contemplative stage when they first are gently made aware and second when they feel understood, connected to, and safe with someone they feel can actually help them learn, grow, and change. Stage two is contemplation. At this stage, they're aware of the problem, but really have no commitment to change. This is the I'm getting ready stage. This is the wheels are turning in my head, but I'm not making any promises stage. Have you ever watched those wheels turn in your child's head before? I've seen each of my sons stop before hitting a sibling and look around. Even in just seconds, you can see them thinking through what they should do. They know it's not the right thing to do, but they just feel so justified in doing it. And this is often where parents pile on shame. We say things like, you know better than that. I can't believe you would even think about acting that way. We all know this isn't really that effective. So how do we help them move through the contemplation stage or the getting ready stage? Empathy is always a good answer, but especially important in this stage. The trick at this point is to help the child recognize that we understand their ambivalence, their I want to but I don't want to sort of attitude, and we want to help them move forward in the most beneficial way for them rather than being seen as a punitive overlord. We do this by recognizing where they are emotionally 
and validating it without condoning the negative behavior. We say something like, wow, you're really angry right now. You look like you really want to hit your brother, but aren't sure that that's the right thing to do. Sometimes I get mad too. You may have to gently move them away from their brother in this sort of instance so they don't pommel them in the middle of the living room floor. We can then proceed to help them calm themselves and brainstorm alternative solutions. We don't have to solve the problem, just help them learn to identify what the problem was and think about alternative solutions. Stage three is the preparation stage. In this stage, they show intent and willingness to plan and change. They want to change, but a lot of times they may not know how. This is I'm ready stage. This is your child's what do I do now stage. They may show signs of confusion at this point because they want to change things, but they're not sure how. On the other hand, they may also be very eager to learn something new at this point, which can make this stage really fun and exciting. The great part of this stage is that they're willing to talk, listen, and learn. It's important to create moments of proactive teaching and learning with our children during the good times when we're not in the middle of a conflict on a regular basis. By doing this, we can often sidestep the first two stages of change in the natural flow of life and learning. To do this, we have to be sensitive to our children's curiosities and foster our relationship with them so that values and skills can be taught throughout every day. So how can we help them move through this stage? This is really the time when modeling, planning, and coaching our children comes into play. This is most effective when your child is calm and not defensive about immediate conflict. It can be helpful to utilize play to teach them the skills they need. We can use a family night or other regular moments to problem solve and engage them in the process of coming up with a game plan for change. Make sure to include how you will change and what you can do to help them in their plan. This helps them see the problem solving and planning process as proactive and positive rather than being a lecture that they just simply tune out. The fourth stage is action. In this stage, people implement a plan and make specific behavioral changes. This is the doing stage. This is the look at me, I'm doing it stage with your children. At this stage, plans have been created and they're being carried out by you and your child. You can see them practicing the skills they've learned. They may still make mistakes or forget or even be overwhelmed by emotions that defeat their efforts at times, but they're trying and practicing and growing. So how do we help them move through this stage? It can be helpful to post the plans that you've made somewhere where you and your child can see them. Refer back to them and review the things they've learned. Help them set personal goals if they're old enough to really understand goal setting. Encourage and compliment their efforts. Practice with them and continue to model the change they're working towards. 
If they're trying to stop a negative behavior, help them find positive alternatives that will help them meet their need or wants more appropriately. They'll want to be more independent at this stage. It's important to grant them space, but continue to encourage and support. Stage five is kind of a conglomerate of a few different ideas, but it's maintenance stage, which includes relapse and recycling. What this means is that they continue to implement positive changes, but may be susceptible to backsliding at this point. They'll need to recommit to the positive actions and changes that are required to continue to grow. This is the doing consistently stage, interspersed with some mistakes. This is your child's, yeah, I got this. Oops, no, I don't. Wait, don't worry, I've got it stage. This is simply a trial and error practice stage. It's important for parents to realize that change doesn't usually happen all at once. It may take weeks, months, or years to make the positive change permanent, and even then, there will be mistakes from time to time. I'm still working on cleaning up after myself 30 years after my mother first started teaching me how to do so. So how do we help them maintain and move through this stage? Just encourage them. Be in their corner and build a relationship that allows them to be honest about mistakes or slip-ups. Set a precedent that you're there to help them. Allow them to experience the natural consequences of their choices, but be there to help them find solutions to move forward when they do. Help them build habits. Exemplify the attitude that if I make a mistake, now is the time to restart and recommit. Be optimistic and positive. And the sixth and final stage was called termination or transcendence. At this stage, they're 100% independent and have no trouble maintaining changes without outside help. This is the independent stage. This is your child's, I'm married and have a family of my own now stage. I'm kidding, kind of. Seriously though, some changes will never be fully baked, but if we're honest, they don't really need to be. I mean, think about some of the things that you've been trying to work on changing since you were very young and still haven't completely mastered. We all have things we're still working on and may continue to need kind and gentle help to improve for a long time. And that's okay. It's just part of living and growing. So how do we help them in this stage? I believe that at this stage we learn to let go. It can be hard to take a completely dependent newborn baby and teach and raise them and then one day to realize that they don't really need you anymore, at least not in the same way that they used to. It can be difficult to recognize their competence and let them spread their wings and explore more of the world without us hovering over them. Trust that they'll make mistakes, like we did, but they'll also be able to manage and learn from their mistakes. They'll be resilient and make changes of their own if they need to. 
There really is no timeline for these stages. They may all happen within the context of a single incident or on a bigger scale. Specific and concrete skills may happen more quickly while value-based learning and other changes may happen slowly over years. Your child may not be an alcoholic or a smoker, but they probably have something they'd like to change. I'm yet to see a person in my counseling practice or any of my own children in my home that these stages of change don't apply to. When we understand what stage of change they're in, it can help prompt us in what would be the most helpful and influential course of action at that time. Think for a moment about something that you've been trying to change with your children. Maybe something that you seem to have used all of the disciplinary tricks and techniques that you know, and nothing seems to be working. Now take a step back and look at the big picture and ask yourself what stage of change you think your child might be in. And then ask, what could you do to help them move through their current stage of change? Okay, so just to review the stages of change again, there's the pre-contemplative or I'm not ready stage. There's the contemplative stage or the getting ready stage. There's the preparation stage or the I am ready stage. Fourth is the action stage or doing stage. Five is the maintenance stage. And six is the transcendent stage or the independent stage. I encourage you to go back to trueparenting.net and look up the article that goes along with this podcast called This Age-Old Alcoholism Research Can Help You Parent Smarter so that you can remind yourself of some of the things that you can do in each of those stages after you've identified maybe with a specific issue that you're dealing with with your children at this time and find solutions that will work best for where they are right now. If you have any questions for me, you're welcome to email me at andysmithson at trueparenting.net or leave a comment and let's have a discussion about where your children are in their current stage of change in conjunction with a specific issue. Thank you so much for everything and have a great day.